Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 162 of the 167 Podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church. And as always, I'm with my good friend, your media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. Yeah? Yeah, Christmas is around. It's all around. Yep. Like, out of the corner of my eye, we're not videoing today, so I just, you have to go with me. But I see, like, overflow out of the classroom of all the gifts mm-hmm. For the Christmas that everyone impact. brought. Yes, that's so super cool. Um, and, yeah, just very Christmassy. It is. You know. Yeah, you're wearing a Christmas shirt. I'm wearing my Christmas shirt. Your I'm Oklahoma wearing, hat. I'm wearing my Oklahoma hat. I'm wearing some Birkenstock type, um, like uh, not what are the closed-toed versions called? There's a term for them. I can't remember. Clogs. They're kind of cloggish, but they fit like Birkenstocks. Anyway, they were my mom's, mm-hmm. and I usually wear them once a year. Her birthday's coming up, as yeah. you know, yeah, because it's also the Mom. day of your birth. Yep. So I thought I'd, yeah, I'm really, I told Josh, I told you today, I was like, yes, we're podcasting today. Cause sometimes we do it on Wednesday. And I was like, but no filming because I, I'm looking, I'm looking extra. So, mm. so anyway, <laughs> um, so there's a description. Uh, yeah, but things are good. Yeah. How about you? Oh, they're good. You know, it's, um, we're getting into the phase where the kids have a lot of Christmas things. Like uh-huh. normally we used to can control it but now mm-hmm. outside sources are giving them things to do <laughs> and it's just like dang yeah and it's and you know you, you go you kind of feel what you like before you had kids you kind of look at uh parents with like teenagers and you go like man they let their kids do way too much mm. but it's not always them do it. it's <clears throat> the kids so you're talking cool. about the activities not like the gifts yeah i'm talking you're about, about acti- activities the, yeah yeah, it's a it's a lot. You it know. is school stuff. Yeah, I get to take um, twenty sausage patties to school for Mallory next Friday. Adeline or like, Caroline that's so has. Random. Caroline mm-hmm. and Adeline both have dress up days until they are out for Christmas. <laughs> well, you want to know and why? Thankfully, I'm, Kara can handle that because if it was up to me, I'd be like, nope. Do you know why I'm having to bring sausage uh, patties to school? Uh, not that I can say on the air. No. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't open the email until the evening versus when it was sent out. And so everyone else had already picked the plates and the forks oh, yeah. and, now, the, and the juice and whatever else. I'm like, dang it, all that was left was sausage and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you definitely do sausage because bacon's a whole ordeal. Yeah, so anyway. Ah. <laughs> I'm in charge of, ba- of sausage. Yeah. Drew didn't mind. He was like, I'll take care of that because then he likes, you know. Because he'll eat some. He'll eat some. So anyway, um, but yeah, things are, yeah, good. What were you going to say? Um, I was going to ask, I was like, is there any like favorite things that you do like during this time of year? Not like a Christmas tradition, but like one of those things mm-hmm. that you do building up to Christmas that uh, you always look forward to? Hmm. Church related, family related or not. Just something that uh, not not necessarily, let's call it a Christmas tradition, but it's a Christmas season tradition. Not really. I mean, I the music, of course, I love Christmas music, so I listen to that as early as possible mm-hmm. um, that the people that ride my car will allow me. Um, but other than that, no. I mean, I no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that I can think of. I'll probably think of it later and be like, oh, man, I should have mentioned this, that, and the other. But I, I can't think of it right now. Yeah. So, how, you guys? Uh, we watch a lot of Christmas movies. Well, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's one for sure. Yeah. I didn't know if that's what you meant. No, no, no. I'm. I watched White Christmas twice now. Yeah. I watched Love Actually. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, and that's... I, I guess what I was asking <laughs> are there things that, that you you and your family do that help you get into the like the festive spirit of Christmas? Yeah, the decorating of the tree is always a big deal. Yeah, usually Drew and Mallory go pick out a tree and then we decorate it. And mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, when she was younger, we would do some other little thing. You know, we um, the elf visited us for quite a while, and then um, I think when Mallory turned ten. The elf went and was going to go help other children. Mm. So our elf has to go to the hospital. Oh, tonight. really? Mm-hmm. So someone it got, got moved. handsy. Oh yeah, yeah. One time, Mallory's elf. Um, uh, what was what was our elf's name? I can't remember now. But anyway, it went to school in Mallory's book bag, and there were, and, and thankfully the elf wrote a note saying that. Um, the teacher could um, place the elf somewhere to to watch to be at school and watch the class, and then the teacher could place the elf back in the back. Oh, that's that was so, good. Yeah, yeah. Because um, so, she was alarmed when she opened her backpack and there was, I think Zippy. Zippy yeah. Was, yeah. I'm hoping one day like the elf just sits on the iPads. <laughs> Can't touch it. Oh well. <laughs> oh no. What are we gonna do? <laughs> so, so the hospital. I don't. I, I don't. We never had to have a hospital visit. So, the, yeah. Uh, Kara, Kara has like the, uh, the emergency kit. Oh, okay. So yeah. we, she knows what to do. Well, she is a. She's, she's a nurse. A That's why she has. Mm. She has the knowledge. Yes. There was a class in nursing school about elf. Yeah. So yeah. she knows what know to do. Your, your elf yeah. She, she your instantly elf. put some glitter on it. Yes. To help. But he he has to go to the North Pole and be checked out. Okay. So Make sure. our elf won't be here tomorrow. Wow. That's yeah. kind of, that's rough. Mm-hmm. So I hope everything works out. So can we put, what's your elf's name? Our elf's name, it's uh-huh. a boy uh-huh. elf, but his name is Miss Frazzle. Okay, so we will put Mr. Miss Frazzle on our prayer list. Yes. So <laughs> because our our elf that came is a boy elf, mm-hmm. but Adeline really wanted a girl elf. So gotcha. He, he is named Miss Frazzle. Okay. But there's he a is whole a boy. side thing we could do there, but nope, we're but not it, going. Nope, he's a boy. <laughs> Mr. Miss Frazzle. Yep. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, um, Speaking of Christmas traditions and Christmas things, that's kind of where we're going today in our conversation. Um, <clears throat> so before you go glancing at the notes I sent you, mm-hmm. I, move your eyes. Keep your eyes right here, sir. Um, do you know who the wise men were? Like What's name? your basic understanding of the wise men? I mean, are we going full spoiler here? If, if I... I mean... Give us what you got. Okay, well, first give me what you think is the common understanding of, because if you're like ner- about to nerd alert out on me and tell me um, what you're you ner- really know. Half your notes? Yeah, yeah. But no, so what would you say is the common understanding of the wise men, like in our nativity scenes and whatnot? Um, well, 
it's it's hard to say what's common and then what I know to separate because like I don't know if it's common that they're actually like kings. Mm-hmm. So I know that they're kings and the common thing is that they saw the star and they walked all the way to Bethlehem and then they saw baby Jesus in a manger mm-hmm. and they brought him gold, silver, and myrrh. Okay. Yeah. And that's what the common nativity. Frankincense. And yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Gold and frankincense. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, I think no, but I but think. But that's you're... the common one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, uh, like the actual story of them like going and seeing King Herod, and then them mm-hmm. kind of like, um, sending him on a wild goose chase for a little mm-hmm. bit. Well, then while they get to him, and Jesus is already like they actually get to Jesus while he's in. Does it specifically say Jerusalem, or is that just another like assumption that they f- they finally get to him in Jerusalem? I think that's assumed. Yeah, but, but he, I'm not certain on but that. But he's yet. like two or three when they finally get to him. Mm-hmm. And but outside of the outside of the three gifts mm-hmm. and their statuses as kings around the world and the duke. Following, they did follow the star, and then the dupe trail that they gave King Herod. I don't know much more about them specifically. Mm-hmm. I think it does reference their names in the Bible. Maybe I don't know. I don't. I. I don't know. But um, that's really all I got <laughs> with them. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. So um, I'm just kidding. I hope you have more. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. Okay. So uh, there was some information in this that I had no idea about until looked into it. So um, who were the wise men? Were they kings? Where did the term magi even come from? What's this about? Well, now, first of all, now what I know from magi is all about what happens in the Brendan Fraser the Mummy movies. Okay, I don't know that, so I don't, I don't. We'll have to talk about okay, that. Okay, well, yeah. So they were not kings, right? They were actually scholars. Mm-hmm. They were, or um, or avid um, followers of a monotheistic deity, mm-hmm. not. Our God, not Jehovah, as we know, um, the term. So they had this knowledge of other in a lot of like uh, astronomy, uh, that kind of thing. So the term magi. Let's start there. The term magi um, originally comes from, and I did not know this. Didn't it comes from a word used by the ancient Persians to describe followers of followers of. Zoroastrianism. Yes. Okay, you knew of that? Mm -hmm. I didn't know about that. And so they were, Magi were priests, and they were known for their skills in astrology and dream interpretation and signs and different stuff. And so Zoroastrianism is actually, it's one of the world's oldest monotheistic religions. And it's still practiced. It is still practiced today, yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it, it originated in in around Persia, like we said, which is modern day Iran as we would know it. So, here's the deal: like you just said, in Zoroastrianism, there there are still Zoroastrian communities um, that are in, in the U.S. in this mm-hmm. very country, in the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia. They've migrated out from all over, but it still has kind of that Iranian Persian influence. 
Um, but they're still there. They're small, and they still practice their beliefs and heritage and whatnot. So why is I think is there's it, a Zoroastrian church in Atlanta. Are you serious? Wow. I think so. Wow. So it's called Zoroastrianism because usually that's named after someone. Well, there was a prophet, not a not a uh, a prophet of of Yahweh of our of God, but there was a prophet known as a prophet uh, named Zoroaster. And um, here you go. Now we're now we're going to bring in the names of cars because it centers on what they would call their monotheistic god, the worship of Ahura Mazda. Okay. Zoom, so, zoom. <laughs> that's, that's probably what they say with every prayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they refer to this this deity as a supreme, all-knowing entity. So, um, and, and there is a, an element to their faith of the, the cosmic struggle, you know, the yin-yang kind of as we would think of it as you know, between good and evil, and that humanity actually plays a role in in trying to promote the good side, the goodness of it. So mm-hmm. is there a church in, in Atlanta? Were you looking that up? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's uh, the Atlanta Zarathustri Association Temple. Wow. Wow. So it's it's a it's not so think about this the Magi as we know them and we put them in our nativity scenes and they're on our mantles and our tables and whatnot. The three wise men actually represent a whole other faith mm-hmm. um, that of a of a god that they worshipped. Well, so. I mean, it's it's interesting because of the fact that um, you mentioned that astronomy was something that they uh, mm-hmm. used as uh, worship, mm-hmm. and what in commonly what did they follow? Stars. Star. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this is the whole reason that they did this. It yeah. wasn't about... I mean, they were intrigued, but it was the following of the star that mm-hmm. attracted their attention. So, yep. so, um, so let's, let's connect the story. So we have these magi, that's how they were known, um, and they're brought up in, in the Gospel of Matthew. Um, so we often interpret magi to be the wise men or as you noted kings mm-hmm. um now were these people wealthy were they well dressed were they of you know yes we probably mm-hmm. by the fact that they were given some sort of title beyond um you know like just some science nerd that decided to follow some stars well and it, and it could be like the way they carried themselves people presumed right right so they definitely would carried themselves as a person of knowledge and 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 i mean in the ancient world if you were knowledgeable you were more than (laughs) likely wealthy yeah yeah or royalty Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so they were known for their knowledge in astrology and in medicine to whatever degree that was at the time so i don't know if they were leeching people or what but um (laughs) science um and so their journey to find jesus started with the following of this I mean, and you could almost even do like quotes of star because was it just a star? Was it a uh, constellation? Right, right. What was the what was in the sky that they noticed? Something occurred in the sky that was bright enough to see in the darkness that you could follow. So, I mean, I well, don't know what else that. And if you study astrology, what would make you want to go and see if you could? find it. Right, right, because it's not like, and then you go, oh, well, is it something that's going to come down to earth? 
or is it like were like, they fo- did they see a shooting star? Did they, they see a meteor? a meteor? Right, like you know, something because if you like, I you know during like the time of like Plato and all those they had a a decent understanding of stars, mm-hmm. but bef- but the time before Jesus, I don't know what the understanding of stars was. It, yeah, at a at a scientific level. Yeah, I don't know about so the, yeah. I just don't know. If they're known for like studying it, what would make them mm-hmm. go? This one ball of fire, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go find it and I want to touch it, or you know something yeah, or, like yeah. yeah. But like everything else, that they kind of like that's we can't touch that. But mm-hmm. what made them? What was going on that they went? I'm gonna go pick up what I'm doing and go find wherever that is over. Right. Because something was so. I mean, it significant yeah, that it caused it's, them. It's to, almost like it couldn't have just been a brighter star. Well, right, because they definitely had an understanding and a knowledge of of um, it, it had the to constellations be more. Yeah. and the placement of things, and that uh, time that they could, you know, it would shift and move as the Earth shifted and moved. They didn't know that, but they knew that the sky would change and and you know it would be different. And so there's something that's not always been there, right? That has now appeared. Mm-hmm. And they're after it. And I don't know if the that's a good question of did they think it was gonna come down to earth or did they did they just know that it signified that where I mean and when you think about stars, like how do you you, you can be un, you can do like, oh, I'm under this star, but then you can talk to someone in Canada and they're like, Hey, I'm standing under this star. It's like, and it's well, the same star. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a billion miles away. Yeah. I remember know? speaking of that, um, you know, I've, I've mentioned before, I think that I'd spent a couple of months in Romania on, you know, doing missions and, um, it was in the wintertime and I just remember several different times, but one night I was standing out on this hillside in the little town, um, uh, that we were in Chesnadia is the town that we were in and uh, just looked up at the scar- stars and there's like the Big Dipper, which is kind of like, that's just the one I know. So, mm-hmm. cause I'm not really super up on all this. I stuff. dropped out of an astronomy class, but um, everywhere I go, if I can see the night sky, I look for the Big Dipper and I'm like, Oh, there it is. And I'm like, well, that's, I'm over across the, an ocean in and a whole other continent. It. And yet here is the thing. So yeah, that's a really good question is what was the, you know, what was so besides different. it was different that you know how they and thought they were going to encounter it I guess is yeah. the unknown question behind mm-hmm. it um, until we find out that somewhere along the way the their understanding of the of the um, the the prophecy or the teaching um, that this represented the birth of one, from God, yeah. Um, who I don't think they recognized as the same God. No. Um, so there's a whole lot of I guess and maybes in today's episode. By yeah. the way, if you haven't already figured that out, um, but it's really still interesting to me, and I thought it'd be good for our Christmas time. So, so they knew astrology, whatever medicine was at the time, the science, but like really the quest for truth and to um, uh, live in and promote goodness was a part of the Zoroastrian Zoroastrian uh, principles. So here's what, you know, we we're already kind of describing this. You have these magi from who were wise, so hence the name, um, from, you know, modern-day Iran. Orient far. Yeah, there you go. Um, they have their own tradition. They have their own understanding. Um, 
and that yet for some reason they're drawn to the movement of the star, which we know signifies the birth of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I find to be interesting from a historical level is this intersection between these two different faiths mm-hmm. um, that, that that they're like converging right here. So I think that's really interesting. So um, over time, to start with the initial question is who are the Magi and what does it mean? Over time, the term Magi has just kind of been transposed <laughs> over um, to mean wisdom and knowledge and and also the recognition of Jesus Christ's existence and yes, birth. Yes, which is funny because they are uh, and they are worship like you're not going to go to that where in Atlanta. Yeah, no. The the Zoroastrian Zoroaster mm, temple temple and hear about Jesus. No, I'm guessing. I don't know for sure. So, um, but well, it was like. Yeah, it's not the first time Christians right. and Jews have taken something <laughs> and made it. Our really, own. what? Um, so I just think that's interesting that that term has now been used uh, to signify what many people might assume is, oh, these are these kings and they worshipped God Yahweh and they had been waiting for the Messiah and they're going to go give gifts. That's not why they were doing that. I w- I would be interested to see if like most people would even associate ma- the term magi with, with anything other? No, with Jesus at all. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. Be- and and I mentioned like the Brendan Fraser uh, mummy m- movie. Uh-huh. Basically the way they talk about um magi is basically the Middle Eastern Knights Templar. Oh. Mm. And like they're the ones that protect the um the world from like the mummies and stuff like that and mm-hmm. You know, for I'm wondering. It sounds like a Dan Brown book as well, but anyway. I mean, but <laughs> it. I'm wondering how much stuff like that has changed because I don't know if Magi is with like a commonplace, like in a common mm-hmm. vernacular associated with Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, the only reason I have that is because that's the only time I've ever heard it. Mm. Was in relation to Jesus was the nativity the Christ yeah. the the Christmas story, I'd never heard of Magi before. Yeah, or so I don't know, but I also haven't seen that movie. So and I'm surprised you hadn't seen that movie. It's fantastic. I the is, graphics don't hold up, but it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I don't remember the storyline at all. So yeah, um, so like I said, the Magi were likely from you know what would we. They weren't just from Persia. They were part of the Parthian Empire, which is also interesting because you've got, when they go on this trek, when they go on this trek to follow the star and Mm -hmm. see where it goes, they are, I mean, trek is the right word. This was not a jaunt down the road. This was a trek of a significant amount of time over significant amount of territory through different... Um, you talk about, you know, we've been talking about like the socio-political aspects, cultural aspects of, um, you know, what was going on in the timing of Christ's yeah. birth. They're walking, they're part of a whole other empire, not the Roman Empire. Nope. So, I mean, this is a, this is an adventure. This is, um, 
not just a, we can go anywhere and we can just zip in and zip out and see. I mean, if you weren't Roman, you were enemy. Right. So, so, so it was walking through enemy territory. Right. So all of the Parthian Empire is what we would know in modern day as Iran, as I already mentioned, Iraq, and a, a good portion of Turkey, Eastern Turkey. So basically like 300, like the 300 Persians in 300, like it's that yeah. uh, empire. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love all the movie references. Keep yeah. going. It's great. So it wasn't just like, oh, we're going to go through this, you know, we're going to go on this trek of of significant, like, mileage. But mm-hmm. also it's it's a diplomatic thing because it's like we have to pay homage and we have to mm-hmm. make sure we're good. So there's these political boundaries. There's religious boundaries. The Roman Empire, Parthian Empire, um, they were often in conflict. So, I mean, this was not just an easy trip. No. I'm trying to paint that picture. So, um, okay, let's think about this for a minute. So, geographically, this journey, which, again, like you mentioned, the couple of years. I mean, there's various um, understandings of how long, but they certainly, in the real story, they were not there You know, when little baby Christmas Jesus Eve. cried out upon his birth. Right. Um, it was, you know, could have been two years. Some have said three. Yeah. I mean, I've heard one year to, I've heard six months to three years. I mean, that, usually I it kind of lands around two, I think. Yeah. Um, but you, you hear about that and you, you see that and you're like, okay, what was that time? We, we don't know. Um, but with, with them geographically, so they start, let's say from modern day Iraq. So Babylon area. Um, they would have gone across. So, I mean, just think about it. Like, even today, I mean, we could run down to, well, not here, but we could go to REI and get all the gear we need to go on a trek. I don't know what that is. It's uh, the outdoor equipment. Bass Pro? It's, it's, it's for outdoor adventures, yeah. Mm. But REI is better. Um, <laughs> but um, deserts, so they're in the deserts. Then they go through mountains. They cross rivers. Um, these bodies of water... Um, they would have gone through places like Mesopotamia and the Fertile Crescent, you know, where all that. So they are in Roman territory when they go through Syria. They're going south through Jordan before they reach Bethlehem mm-hmm. in Judea. So this exact route, though we don't know it specifically in the Bible, there are a couple of possibilities. But regardless, they went through these different kinds of geographical uh you know, experiences, deserts, mountains, rivers, you know, all these different things. So here's a couple of possible routes that they took. Um, one of them could have taken them through the Euphrates Valley, which is, um, that would take them southward into Judea. Another is they could have gone more of an easterly route across the Arabian desert. Um, but it really doesn't, like, regardless of the specifics, like, can you imagine the planning, uh, the understanding of, of what they had to go through, the terrain and the prep for these? I mean, this is not, again, this, it wasn't smooth roads. Mm-hmm. This was a, a trek that they were on. And who knows? Like, we don't know. Did they travel? Did, because they were wise people? Because, the, you know, were they affluent? Did they have people trekking all their stuff did they have servants that were there with them did they have pack animals like we don't we don't know 
You yeah. Know? Well, they're camels. They could have been bringing in with all their stuff on it. So yeah. we know. Um, an- another thing geographically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, the earth rotates around the sun. Mm-hmm. So we wouldn't have been able to see all the stars at one time. Mm. So if it takes longer than a day. Where did the star we, go? Yeah. It didn't, it didn't move mm-hmm. as everything else yep, did. That's right. And yep. because if it, it took longer than a year, it would have been in multiple places. Mm-hmm. So j- even that isn't too big. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The God's, entire rotation yeah, not, of the solar system. That guy created. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the only plausible answer yeah. to that. Yeah. But it, but because it took so longer, it's even kind of more miraculous. Because oh, yeah. they were following one point. Mm-hmm. In a world of things that seem sitting still to us, mm-hmm. or never, never are. Well, and that's this is one theory, and I wish I could give us a, I could give you the the source for what I'm about to say, but I have read before, and it's been a couple of years, where it was the the premise was that no, the Magi were there at Christ's birth. They started following the star years before. I mean, it, and I can't remember. Isn't that kind of like the accepted? Like, I mean, isn't that the common one? Well, I think for a lot of, I think most, I say common. I think most people are like, oh, these these were these three guys, and they saw a star, and they went, and and then there there's Jesus, baby born. And yeah. I don't know if it was. The, I my understanding from reading scripture is is that this star, this thing in the sky, appeared at the time. Of Christ's birth mm. and not before. I guess I, I guess I just assume it's it's hard for me to place what is common and, and what it, we know and, and what, what we don't what, know. Well, I mean, and yeah. what you learn from being going through Sunday school, uh-huh. yeah. because even most kids' Sunday schools don't teach a, a biblically accurate certain things. Yeah, you yeah, know? <laughs> because it it doesn't make good color pictures. <laughs> Right? It doesn't work with flannel graph, right. right? So it's hard to separate what I, what you know from that and then what is just common knowledge, someone going, hey, I'm going to build a nativity scene, this is what I understand. Right. Because me and you will never have that knowledge of just what they have. Yeah. Because we always have more context, even as a child, than they do. Yeah. So, yeah. but I guess even as a kid, I just always assumed that it showed up earlier and it only mattered to them Mm -hmm. and here's what's interesting to me and And then what were they seeing during the day yeah right is at what point were they made aware that there was this where they were going okay no this this signifies the birth of a messiah of a savior of a one and i know matthew chapter one mentions that of course and i know that there was there was prophecy in Numbers about um, a star coming out of Jacob. Um, so there's there's definitely that messianic prophecy. Um, but you see that, like, uh, this uh, in, in Matthew 2, um, yeah, well, yeah. it describes... When, when they get to chapter 2, they already know right, what they're doing. Right, which I think is interesting because it's like, do they just... Well, I say it's interesting to me. In that time frame, it probably wasn't strange at all to go, oh, there's another God? Okay, cool, let's go check this out. No, they're monotheistic. Well, 
Right. So do they are they incorporating this into what they believe or are they open to going, oh, maybe there's another one? Or is it they believe that their God is the one who obviously they believe he made the heavens and the earth and whatnot? I don't know. Most people are pretty set in their religion. They're either going to believe what they believe. Find a reason to believe it or... Or they're going to walk away. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't happen very often that you add to your religion yeah. Yeah. or you change completely. Yep. So yep. I don't think they were looking to stay the same or walk away at that point. Right. Like they knew this was, this was the real deal. Yeah, yeah. Like, because you don't I just mean, keep going. I don't know. Yeah. But I guess I, my question and is, you like, don't how risk did being they, killed by another king? Right. How do you incorporate that into what you already know? You, That's, can't, you can't if it's a monotheistic. Right. But as I guess scientists or those who wanted to explore knowledge, they were like, "No, we're going to go find out what this is about." Yeah. But they, you know, it's quoted in scripture. Where is this one who has been born the king of the Jews? Yeah. You know, that's the question that they ask, and so, you know, they're looking. Looking for this. So, um, all right. So they do have an encounter. Oh, let's talk about, again, we've already kind of touched on this, but the star that guided them, uh, which there's been a lot of theories, um, but the the agreement is it was an astronomical event, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Yeah. Um, was it a supernova? Was it a comet? Was it, uh, you know, some kind of you know, the alignment of planets and or star, like you just, all these different theories, but... They know... They knew it was something. They know it's just not a regular star. Right, right. So being skilled in astronomy, they would have, um, they would have recognized this as a significant event for sure. When they finally reach Jerusalem, and they do have this encounter with King Herod, right? Mm-hmm. Um and so then again, that just highlights the the whole like political sensitivity is like, yeah, you know, here we are from the Parthian Empire. We need to go present ourselves to the king of this area because, you know, they could be spies. They could be you know, whatever. So they're going to present themselves, but they go and they ask about. This. Or they could accidentally start a war if they don't. <laughs> right, right. So they're asking about the king of Jews, which this is... Um, Herod's going, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> what's this? Yeah. King who? Like, because I'm a king. Like, what's what's going on here? I'm the king, and right. I, was, I was born a long time ago. Right, because he obviously has paranoia about his power and, and ability to hold that. Well, wouldn't so. you be? I mean, yeah, but yeah. Um, I mean, so. <laughs> you probably wouldn't go mass genocide. No, but. I would try not to do that. So I would try to avoid that for sure. Um. So they've asked about this. It sets on this whole, you know, almost like, hey, you know, let let us know when you when you find them. You know, let us know what's happening. You know, mm-hmm. be be sure and report back and let us know where this supposed king is that you're talking about. Um, so they finally reach Bethlehem, as we know, and we know it's this. It's a much smaller town, and and most of us know kind of the story why they were there in, in Bethlehem. You know, the census and Mm-hmm. All these things, but um, they arrive after Jesus's birth. Okay, that's just the number. Like they weren't like waiting outside the the cave or the stable, however you want to view it. Of, Is he here you yet? Know, like hearing like the birth pains that Mary's going through. Um, so they arrive after the birth of Jesus. Um, 
sometime. Yeah. And so, and you can read that in, um, uh, Matthew 2.11? Yes, thank you. I was blanked out there for a minute. Um, and so they have this encounter. Would you look that verse up? Because I have it written, but I don't have... I have the address, but not the... Okay, hold on one second. Yeah. So this journey, right, which potentially is thousands of miles, thousands, not not 50, not, not even 100, but thousands, mm-hmm. um, it symbolizes this... It's almost like regardless of what the faith was, what they believed, what they understood, what they knew, what anybody, not even just the Magi, not even just the Zoroastrian people, but like everyone, like this was a significant worldwide event. What does Mm -hmm. the verse say? On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Mm -hmm. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's this, you know, we immediately go, oh, there's the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. Mm -hmm. And it just, the child, the child. Was he two? Was he three? Was he six months old? It doesn't say. We don't know. We don't know that. Um, And then it just says they went home on a, and that's it. Yeah. That's that's all you hear about the Magi. (laughs) And they go home a different way. Yeah, and they go home a different way because they don't want to report to Herod mm-hmm. what went down because they realize this is significant and we don't want this this baby to be killed, even though Herod was already on on the war path, if you and will. And then, then there's the whole... And, I mean, not a lot of people know that there's a time that Jesus lives in Egypt mm-hmm. to avoid being killed. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there's so much here mm-hmm. that is not covered during Advent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you just don't even get into that. Yeah. So, you just don't get into that at all. Um I am I think by the um incorporation of the words I think and maybe and I don't know in today's uh, discussion, you can derive dear listener um our um or mine, I won't speak for Josh. Um still don't really know. You know, there's so much I don't know or, or understand about all this, but it's interesting to me. Um, of the background of some of this, so because I didn't, I didn't pay attention to the mummy and Zoroaster and and that stuff like you did, Josh. So I didn't. I, know I almost about had a history magi. degree. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That is true. But, but I find it interesting. Um, it's to me, it's interesting that uh, something that is almost maybe 10, 12 verses in mm-hmm. the Bible. Yeah, have such has such significance on. The entire season, mm-hmm. it's 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 really interesting, and it has such a background to it mm-hmm. that I think a lot of us, you know, again, maybe I shouldn't be so surprised that here are these three people, these these scientists, knowledgeable people who are worshiping one entity, are pursuing God, because really, that is. That is the human story of of people pursuing something that they think is truth, something that they think is uh, important or all encompassing, mm-hmm. and yet then they encounter Christ and they're like, oh, yeah, I mean, oh, this is we're built that way. This so, but I, I it would be very very interesting t- to know did the Magi return different? Did they return changed? I think they would have to. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. If you were that intelligent, they bowed down to him and worshipped and brought gifts. If yeah. You, if you were considered so 
intelligent that people can't differentiate you between royalty almost. Mm-hmm. And that's an assumption. But you're not going to bow down and worship a two and three year old. Yeah. Yeah. Or even worse, a brand new baby. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. You're just not. Yeah. Because think of like the smartest, the smartest person I know is. I mean, thank not, you, Josh. That's not, so awesome well, for you no. to say that. Nope. <laughs> it, it's actually not. A, I wouldn't. You'd kind of jump the gun because I was going to say are kind of jerks. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I'm not that intelligent, but yes, I have been accused of being a jerk. So, but, but anyway. like the most intelligent people, yeah, that are and arrogance, arrogant, yeah, yeah, and and like look at Elon Musk, who is arguably mm-hmm. one of the smartest people on the planet right look at now. Sheldon Cooper, I yeah, mean. they're not gonna. Unless something Bow has radically down. changed their in, their entire being, yeah, they're not doing that. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. I want to. I'm going to do some more uh, reading on this, and maybe who knows next week. Maybe we might have more conversation about it. Yeah, Depends. and then and then like as soon as the the wise men left, an angel shows up to Joseph and says, "Hey, you got to get your butt out of here." Yeah, yeah, go. Because I've kept you here till they got here. Now you got to go. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of angels, in our community group, we went down a rabbit trail. Oh, gosh. Well, because it talks about, like, uh, people seeing angels and being frightened. Mm -hmm. And then I I just made the offhanded comment about, like, hey, have you ever actually seen the description in the Bible of what (laughs) angels look like? And then everyone goes... Well, no, but they <laughs> and they go. No, no one has it's represented not precious what it, moments. <laughs> no, angels are terrifying by lots their descriptions. Of eyes, yes. Lots of wings. Lots we of. We went down a whole rabbit trail of how things are described. Speaking of community groups, um, and your community group, I know. I don't know. Have you guys been following the message message notes, or have mm-hmm. y'all been doing a different? study. We've been doing the message notes. Okay. Well, the reason I asked that, and we are now kind of segueing into what's coming up, but um, is I was wondering if you all were following the notes that we put out mm-hmm. uh, because we've been very specific asking our group leaders, even if you're not, because some of them do a, a different study yeah. or a different. And so we're like, yeah, you might be doing that, but please take some time as a group to talk about our step out initiative. Yeah. Um, that we have in front of us through the month of January um, for people to say, hey, this is what, this is how I plan on being a part of the life of the church, supporting the church for uh, 2024. So I was just wondering if you guys had. Yeah, we've been going through that. Yeah, yeah. How, what has been the response like in like the com- the conversation? Um, it usually gets kind of, I mean, this is, this is how my group works. We start on topic and then we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would say like everyone in our group is, um, passionate about being plugged in Mm -hmm. to the church and without getting in specific, it sounds like Mm -hmm. it's also financially Yes, without going, Hey, are you giving? Right. Right. For sure. We haven't done that. Right. But it sounds like our group is Mm -hmm. as dedicated in supporting yeah, as they are in presence. Yeah. Well, there you go. And that's good. I mean, I guess I was trying to, um, um, you know, hear if anyone was like, oh, I can't believe they're doing this giving initiative or something like that. Cause I, yeah. I haven't heard any, no one's going to tell me. 
<laughs> that's if they're not telling you, they certainly aren't telling me. So that there you go. Um, but no, that's good because I, um, you know, my my Sunday night community group, we are doing a, we had been doing a study on a, like very specific about parents parenting mm-hmm. teens, and so but it's like no, we Pot also want to talk about yeah, we also want to talk about um, not talking about the teens being potheads, but the parents of teens, parents of teens, so the mm-hmm. potheads um, was uh, to take a just a few moments and remind everyone of, of that importance. Cause that is something we really want to put in front of our people and, and kind of, it's been a slow roll. And we asked people the first week that I mentioned, it, I was like, Hey, we don't want you to turn in a card today. Like we want you to like, take the time to consider mm-hmm. where you are. I mean, those are the steps, right? It's yep. to praise, thank God, look at your finances, look at where you're, how you're spending, what you're spending on, and then determine how you're going to step out and, and support the church. And so, but we do want to keep it in front of our folks and Mm -hmm. uh, help them and, and to remind them to, to do this because it's the first time we've done this. And I think it's an important aspect of, as you mentioned, like not just showing up and being present, but this is a part of our, of our being connected. This is yes. part of us saying I'm part of the porch community. Mm-hmm. And so I want everyone to, to keep that in front of them. And that might be you listener. You might be going, Oh, I've been meaning to do that. Well, this consider this your reminder yep. uh, to take the time to do that and then be able to fill out a card and turn it in. Mm-hmm. So, so what else is going on? Uh, well, we have the things. <laughs> um, okay. Well, thanks for, again. Thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> October thirteenth, we're going to have a worship uh, night. No, no, sir, we're not. No, December thirteenth. <laughs> yeah. I was like, did it get canceled? October. Like, what are you talking about? No, December thirteenth, we're going to have a worship <laughs> night. Uh, what is it? Six to seven thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that'll be a great time to um, not. So the different, and then October or December seventeenth, we're gonna have <laughs> our um, uh, Christmas music service. Yeah. And the difference is there's gonna be a lot more. Um, I don't want to say it's less wor- worshipful at the Christmas music service mm-hmm. because it's it's just as worshipful, mm-hmm. but there's gonna be a lot more of like meditation prayer intentional mm-hmm. prayer mm-hmm. and meditation on mm-hmm. what the songs are it's not just coming and listening to yeah. music and mm-hmm. watching a concert yes it's it's definitely going to be one that is uh, that it 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 calls us to and of course it always depends on our heart when we come to worship regardless mm-hmm. of what's happening um, but the the opportunity to to engage, and to really contemplate, like, what are these words we're singing, and and how it is, you know, what are the scriptures for this time of year? So and their prayer, f- and that, and the music service are prayerfully, intentionally different. Yes, for sure. Yeah, uh, awesome. both fantastic. Yes. So, uh, worship night, December thirteenth <laughs> at uh, six six o'clock. You can drop your kids off at Porch Kids at five thirty, like normal time, and then mm-hmm. come over to the auditorium. And then December 17th, we have our Christmas music service at uh, 10.30, one service. Make sure you come early to get a seat. And then December 24th, it's Christmas Eve. Yep. Uh, we have a 10.30 yep. and then a 4 o'clock. Both yep. will be identical candlelight services. So yep. so whichever one you can come to, uh, that's the one to go to. And and if you can't make it, we'll be live streaming the 10.30. Yep. But don't use I've got a 100 things to do to not come. 
That's right. Don't use that as an excuse. That's right. Because uh, I know that it's part of us are tempted to like, we won't even live stream it. Just you got to come. Or I meant to. I'll watch it later. <laughs> yeah. So um, if true. if you can, be there at 1030 or 4 o'clock. Yeah. If, if there's no way physical possible for you to get here, live streaming at 1030. Yeah. Um, one other significant event is, um, this, uh, Thursday is your birthday. Oh yeah. Happy birthday. I'll be 32. Happy. So the day that you're listening to this is my birthday. Happy and birthday, your Joshua. Birthday. Yes. Happy birthday, mom in heaven. Yep. Um, so happy birthday. I hope it's a Thank good day. Thank you. I hope it's a good day. Me too. Um, I think that's all. Oh, I do want to say this. It's, I've probably said it already. But thank you for being people who give. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I did say that at the outset, didn't I? Yeah. Um, thanks for being people who stepped up for our Christmas impact. We even had, I mentioned this last week, but like we had five. This is the most we've ever done. Yeah. Here. Here, yeah. And um, I'm just looking in these classrooms, and they're overflowing with gifts, and the, the different organizations will be starting to come pick them up later in the week. And um, I just, it's just really cool. And thank you for doing that. Thank you for being people who make this part of your, like you asked about Christmas traditions earlier. I think that's really cool that for a lot of our folks, it's like, this is what we do. We, yep. we do a Christmas impact. And when the kids are littler, we, we talked about this last mm-hmm. week, you know, you take them and go we shopping do. and teach them that. And, mm-hmm. and so, um, thank you. I just really am thankful for the people of our community. Yes, for, me for too. Doing that. So, um, that's all for today. Thanks, Josh, as always. Thank you. And uh, we will talk to you guys again soon and look forward to seeing you this Sunday. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.